From New York City, the world famous Comedy Cellar presents Live from America Podcast. With Noam Dorman and Hatem Gabber, live from America Podcast, where the top experts in the world and the best comics in the nation get together weekly to discuss today's issues as they cover news, culture, politics, comedy, and more with an equal part of knowledge and comedy. And now, here are your hosts, Hatem Gabber and Noam Dorman. All right, welcome to part two of the recap of 2022. Three amazing comedians, and the hosts are still here. Uh, the very funny Dan Natterman, Mr. Noam Dorman, owner of Comedy Cellar, myself, Hatem, and three of my favorite comedians, very funny, Jay McBride, Zarna, and in fine dance, who is sleeping. Sorry. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I know you have to run later on. Yes. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Guys, welcome and happy new year, all of you. Thank you. Happy, happy, new, happy year. new year. Thank you for having us. And happy holidays uh, if you're right wing and Merry Christmas if you're left wing or the opposite. Not only that, on the 31st, it's my birthday. Now, Woo! let's go around the room and say what you got me. Noam, you first. Um, I, I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want for your birthday, Ian? World peace. Ugh, that's boring. What? Is that her name or is that, is that a he or she? <laughs> <laughs> that's her uh, stage or, name. Or in between or in between. <laughs> All right, so this is part two. We're going to talk about some of the top entertainment and comedy news of 2022. But first, Jay, how was your 2022? Great, great. It was actually, it went really well. Uh, by the way, my birthday was last week, Ian, so you missed it. So you're on the list. If you had, if you bought me something, you would have had your present, but now I'm going to sit here and use it myself. I, am I sitting haven't on it, seen fact. you. You're sitting on it? Yes, yes. It's just for, I figured that's what you would like. Um, I'm coming over to get it. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was great. I, I, had, I had a wonderful year. Uh, I got to tour with A.B. Schumer. We went all over. We had 69 shows. We, uh, yeah. Oh, a bunch how many shows? Stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. 69. I know. I know. Ooh. Thanks, Beavis. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, the garden, right? <laughs> yeah, the garden. We had, I, mean, we had I saw one of those shows. It was very good. Oh, Jay was great. Zona, how was your 2022? Phenomenal. Excellent. I did what I do for my day job, is yelled at my kids a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's always the sign of a good year. And I filmed my first comedy special. Which which I got thanks to somebody else in the Zoom room, but I won't I won't name them if they don't want to name themselves. Uh, but somebody in the Zoom room made it happen, and we filmed it. And hopefully, you know, uh, I'm not gonna get canceled or killed over it. <laughs> when is it coming out? When is it coming out? I think early 2023. We we're gonna get a release date in the next two weeks. Where will it be released? If people wanna, can they? Um... Well, but I'm I'm not allowed to say, but it's going to be one of the major streaming services. Everybody on earth will get it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Wasn't yes. 2020, wasn't 2022 the year you started working at the Comedy Cellar or is my memory not? Uh, November of 2021. Okay. I was so just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and by the way, speaking of birthdays, I mine is in February. So you guys have enough time. <laughs> to figure out what you want to get me or plan, you know, around it. So 
Excellent. What about you? Does Ian? It, How's your 2022? It was amazing. It was a wonderful year of abundance, growth, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to hop into 2023 rocking and rolling and uh, continued success and fun. I'm having more fun than ever, and I'm, I'm really enjoying everything that comes my way. That's what it's all about is fun, damn it. That's what yep. life is for. Have fun. That's Absolutely. right. All right, so let's go. Uh, so here you go. Some of the top entertainment and comedy news. First one, big for us, obviously, was the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. You know, uh, this was big. And Chris is coming with a new li- first ever live streamed on Netflix, you know, in March, which is going to be huge. And I think it's very smart. The fact that he's going to live stream it. It's not taped. It's not edited. So that will get like, it's a great promotion because people say it's like okay shit he can say whatever he wants to say so what's your thoughts on will smith chris rock the whole incident all day let's go with jay first oh i thought it was kind of a bitch move by will smith uh but you know it's yes th- that that's my take on it i feel bad for i don't really know chris that well i i i don't <laughs> i had a weird interaction i hosted a show with for him once and i was still in awe of him and like he he had this like like when i went to say hi i thought he was shaking hands because covid on so it's like oh okay but then, then he comes off stage. So I, it was weird. He like, like he goes, he goes like this and pats me on the shoulder. I go like that, pat him on the shoulder. He goes like this. I go like that. It was weird. It was just awkward. I felt like <laughs> such a jerk. But he was a super nice guy, uh, and I felt shitty seeing that happen. Would you ever forgive Will Smith after his uh, interview with uh, Trevor Noah? Did you feel like he was, you know, what's your take on this whole thing? Is he ever? Yeah, gonna he's, come he's back? going on tour with Cosby. He's going on tour with Cosby. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zona, what do you think? They're calling it they're calling it the slap and the sip tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna take him out the Bill Cosby announced tour later. Yeah. So Zona, go ahead. Oh, uh, Will Smith Chris Rock okay. thing. So as a former uh personal injury lawyer myself, I was yeah, I actually watched the event happen. Uh, the, uh, at the Oscars and I was screaming at Chris Rock. I'm like, don't get up, don't get up, you cannot get up. <laughs> You you have to act like your neck is broken. Yeah, what are you doing? Get a neck brace. Get a neck brace. <laughs> As a lawyer, I was like, if 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 Will Smith like touched a hair on my head, I would fall down and not get up for a month. Because could you imagine all the damages you could like? You wouldn't have to do no comedy, nothing for life. You would be sad. So part of me was, you know, of course, what he did was stupid. Of course, what he did was stupid. Honestly, can I just say it? I think Jada instigated it. I think that she's not getting any blame for, you know, her change in mood and like whatever. Like, I don't know. It felt very much like she she turned the wheels and wills. I mean, Will shouldn't have done it. So there's that. But it it, it wasn't like she kind of just threw him under the bus as if it was all him. And I don't think it was all him. And Chris Rock, you know, he handled it like a legend. Like, I don't agree with it as a lawyer. I'm sure his lawyers yelled at him. But, yeah. but I, I, you know, he, he, he's a legend for a reason. So, yeah, live stream, Netflix, whatever, however you can monetize that, do it. Ian, and do you think we'll I mean, I thought the whole thing was gross. I, I, I thought the whole thing was gross. And I also thought it was disgusting how many people took will smith's side in terms of you don't make jokes about another man's wife ignore your wife for hours every sunday you're a loser um i also thought it was really gross how the conversation went over to how jada 
was this innocent, poor, suffering, disabled. It was so gross. They were like, you know, alopecia is a disability. I'm like, is that where we're at? We're going bald as a disability. <laughs> if that's the case, every day I'm slowly becoming disabled. So I just don't think that, you know, any of us can, can really. No, but heartlessness uh, is a disability, Ian. And I think you should get some yeah, help for that. That's right. What's, that's right. what's a disability? Heartlessness. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, no, it, it was kind it of a is, week. It is certainly not pleasant to be a, a, a woman and have this hair condition and, and I'm sure, and have somebody make fun of it. I'm not defending Will Smith. I'm just saying, let's not say that, you know, it's not, it's not hurtful to be made fun of on TV in front of, you know, whatever. He so, made a GI Jane joke. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, 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 don't, I think that, and, and he said that since then, that he didn't, he actually didn't mean it that way. He meant it um, as a compliment and, and, and both, and both things can be true. She, yeah. within, within her, psychology of thinking maybe incorrectly that she was the butt of this kind of mean joke rich famous whatever you are i i can understand feeling hurt i i as a matter of fact when um when uh sarah huckabee sanders when uh um michelle wolf made fun of sarah huckabee sanders at the at the, award, at the right right dinner. the smoky uh, eye or whatever yeah I felt I I thought that was harsh too. I felt really bad for uh, Huckabee Sanders, and she was crying. It's like you know she went to an event, and now she's being laughed after being kind of ugly. I, you know I I don't think anybody signs up for that. But having said that, uh, I don't think that's what Chris Rock meant to do. I think he actually was talking about how good she looked, and um, uh, you can't hit somebody. You, you know that's obviously you can't. No. Do. I think the Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing is different too. When you go to like that dinner, it's it's a roast. That's yeah. what it is, and that's what it's been. Well, I think like you yeah. got to expect it a little bit. The, I think I, it's I've never like, no. It's it's not a Comedy Central roast. No, but it's actually not. It's actually not a roast. It's it's, it's a correspondence it's, dinner where there where there are lighthearted jabs, but making fun of somebody being forgive me fat and ugly. But that wasn't what she did though. It was. And and um and to have you know people all over the world laughing at her. Let's not pretend that if her politics were different, people yeah. would not feel bad for her. And I, I I I disagree that it was about her being fat and ugly. I, I mean, saying that that she, she lied. Compared her to the lady, compared her to the lady in the uh, right. Oh yeah, but 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 that's I don't, I don't think that was like well, what's the show's name of the show? Uh, um. Shit, what's it called? Margaret Atwood, uh, Maiden's, uh, Maiden's, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. What about you, Dan? What do you think of the Will? Uh, well, one? do I you mean, think Will will ever be forgiven? already been said. Yeah, um, yeah but, it's a recap. Everything that we talk about happened. Yes, but but uh, obviously I disagree with Will smacking uh, Chris Rock. I also don't think Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia, but I did get a joke out of it, as many comedians did. Nice. I'm not the only one. <laughs> So from a comedian standpoint, it worked out for me fairly well uh, to the tune of 30,000 views on Instagram Reels, which for me is a decent number. I know it's not a lot for Zarna and maybe not for Ian, but but for me. It's, it's a lot for me. Me and you. Me and you, Dan. All right. So do you guys think Will, Will Smith will ever be forgiven? I mean, I don't know if anybody yeah. saw his new movie, but, you know. I mean, he was forgiven 10 minutes later when he won an Oscar. Yeah, that was that was the grossest part to me is that they didn't 
extricate him from the building. Security did nothing and they acted like nothing happened. They gave him an award and he didn't even address it. That was so disgusting and flagrant and I I think gave a lot of people carte blanche to think it's okay to uh, physical violence is excused if you're upset or if you say the wrong thing. And it's it's never think. I think the true the true sociological lesson of that night was to see how these elite people could not decide for themselves what the proper response was. They had to look at their rights. So what happened is yeah. they all gave him a standing ovation, right? Just like they all gave uh, Roman Polanski a standing ovation. They don't think for themselves. Most people don't. They they jump on whatever the bandwagon is. And this is what we see throughout our society. You see it on Twitter, you see whatever it is. But you know, every time you see everybody on Twitter, or like you can see it now, like uh what everybody's saying about Elon Musk. Don't think for a minute that these are considered opinions. These are this is just everybody just standing up for Will Smith because everyone else is. And at, at some point, you know, the bottom will fall out of that and people will begin to, you know, reassess you know, some perspective and all that. But, you know, you would think that somebody there would have said, wait a second, I'm not standing up for this cocksucker. He just, he just, you know, th- no, right? I, I mean, am I remembering it wrong? Everybody stood up, right? I don't know if everybody did. I don't but... know if everybody, but, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, to, not, not a lot. Almost everybody. But, but to was... be honest, also, they're not prepared for that kind of situation. I'm talking about that organizer. You know, they have to, you know. Somebody organizer. got to be prepared for everything. It's the biggest night of the year. So if I'm you're not talking about the, the organizer, I'm talking about the fact that somebody just went up and punched somebody in the face, and then everybody just stood up for the guy and gave him a standing ovation. And then after three days of processing, it were like, oh my God, Will Smith, how could how could he do such a thing? Well, it's not that obvious, I guess, because you were there. And you, I mean, and- what 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 happened is in the break, Denzel Washington and a couple of other people went to Will Smith and talked to him, and other couple of people went to Chris Rock, and they asked him if he wanted to press charges, and said no, as I remember. So, well, know. even that was pussy. Why? 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 Well, he doesn't need to press charges. They could arrest him with. I mean, they, they, the police don't need him to press charges. They saw it on camera. He punched somebody in the face. He committed a crime. What? Do well, they that's need? another evidence. Nobody watched the Oscars. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, all right, so next one is Kanye West. Do I need to say more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with everything you said. We can move on. <laughs> so are we not calling him Yay? Uh, I don't call him Yay, but I wonder if any if 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 anybody else here is calling him Yay. Calling him Oy Vey. Is 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 it legally changed to Yay? Then Yay. It's legally changed, but uh, all agree and say Yay. I do think people that agree with him are more likely to call him yay, and people that don't agree with him are more likely to call him Kanye. But I don't know if that's true. That's I thought it was ye. No, I'm out of it. I don't well, know. Yay, like Kanye. Yeah, I think Uh-oh. it's yay, like Kanye. Uh-oh. Like Louis Farrakhan refers to him as yay. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's so, all I need to know. That's all I need to know. So what's the question about Kanye? I mean, just, you know, what do you think of his whole meltdown and stuff? Is, it, is he really like crazy or is it just, you know, this is still unacceptable because he's like, he actually have an agenda. He's white supremacist, whatever, you know. Well, I think he's crazy and he probably isn't a huge fan of Jews. Uh, and that filtered through amidst this manic episode. But it's not one episode. It's like a lot of episodes, you know. Jay, what do you I think, think? I know you're I like think. Kanye. Anyone that's giving him a platform is 
sick and evil. He's clearly mentally unwell. And when you're in, uh, you careful, know, he's at the cellar tomorrow. What's that? <laughs> I said, careful, he's at the cellar tomorrow. <laughs> I no, wouldn't I'm be surprised. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys put T.I. up, so why not Kanye? Um, <laughs> I I think he is extremely mentally unwell. The uh, amount of pressure it must be to be involved in a manipulated reality 24-7 and dealing with the Kardashians and his own life. You know, uh, when you are in a bipolar manic-induced uh, psychosis you truly think that you are in on a secret that nobody else knows you're smarter you are god and it's your job to tell everyone and people giving him a platform people giving him a podcast it, they're they're evil they're terrible they're using his illness to skyrocket their numbers and and the guy needs to go away for a while it's well it's disgusting what's even grosser is that it's unleashed a lot of people within different communities are like, yeah, you know what? Kanye is right. The Jews do that. And it's like, that, that is not good. Well, Ian, I didn't know you were ableist. And, um, <laughs> Shut up. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently you are. Um, but I, I, you know, yeah, you're right. He, he's, he's, he's got mental issues and it's more about the people who are, are you know, supporting him than it is about him. Is there yeah. any chance that he doesn't hate Jews? And this is a hundred percent because of his is uh his his illness no <laughs> i don't think so well, because I mean, it seems to be a recurring theme it's like it's been a lot it's come up enough times that it's it, i do think the mental illness is a big part of so everything i agree but there is an a latent inner, inner feeling that just keeps popping up at the first available opportunity and that that can't be coming out of nowhere. Well, you, you know, of, as, as Larry David said, Dan, uh, we are a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been around them, Zarna. You you can agree. Um, <laughs> well, part of part of manic depression too. There are paranoid delusions on occasion. So to say, totally. to, like to see, like if something's not going his way, and then to just be like, well, I know this. Everybody must be should. True, therefore, it's all this. So I mean, every, like, everybody should Google Freddie DeBoer. D E B O E R. I know he he's um he's a very important columnist. He has a Substack, but he also has manic depressive illness, and he's written about what it's like during his manic stages, and it's horrifying. I mean, this he talks about you know thinking that people are talking to him and thinking that he's being commanded to kill people, kill people, things like that. That may not be specifically it, but just the most unbelievable things. So you can just imagine what it's like, you know. Yeah, right. and also, also six people that are not psychologists who've never met him are diagnosing him, which is a little weird, but you know, it, it's clearly, I think. I mean, I don't think we're diagnosing him. He came out with no. an album called right. I'm bipolar or I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. You right. Know? right. Like, no, 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 but I, I mean, I agree. I think he is, but I mean, also, I think when you, once you show up to a podcast with uh, a tube sock over your head uh, and you refuse to, it's all right, there's something going on. I mean, clearly. mental illness is obviously crazy uh to deal with it's mental illness very hard. crazy it's very hard you know i i tell you a story i i i went through it myself it, like at some point i was very drugged that i was very uh you know in the hospital and all that and i believed that i've seen stuff and heard stuff 
and I videotape it. I record it in my phone because nobody would believe me. And then days later, I'll watch my video and I see what I saw, the people talking and try to kill me and all that. And then when I get out of the hospital, I watch the same video again and there's nobody there, you know? So it, it stays with you. It's it's insane, you know? Like really, I say that the most painful that a lot of people can be uh, dealing with is the pain here. But you're right. It's the people that have them in the podcast. It's the people that interview them. They know exactly what they're doing, you know? So, you well, know, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson covered for him. He said some of this stuff in the interview and Tucker Carlson cut it out of the interview. Yeah. Tucker yeah. Carlson's a fucking menace. People are worried about Twitter. And then Tucker Carlson goes on to, you know, yeah, four or five million people. Like, what do you worry about Twitter for? Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, our favorite trial, Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard. Um, which team were you in, Donna? I think they can still work it out, by the way. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to get He said he's never going to go back to Disney. And now he is going back to Disney. Um, Donna, what do you think? Are you team Johnny Depp or team, uh, team Amber Heard? I I am on the margin team Johnny Depp, but I have a lot of guilt about not supporting Amber Heard. I do. But I just think that the whole Me Too situation became so egregiously one-sided where any woman could say anything. I mean, it was never meant to be that. Like, believe women never me- was never meant to be. Believe them in the absence of any evidence. Or, it kind of went the other way. So I understood why why the ruling came down the way it did and I agreed with it in the end but I had as a woman I did have some guilt about like you know are we not supporting a woman it, it, it it's one it's the trial I think that put the brakes on me too a little bit because for a little while it was like any woman Thank saying anything God. <laughs> yeah I I do listen there's something there and the women need to be able to voice what's going on with them but god this went a whole another way and then all the craziness that came out of it the the you know I mean uh, what it became you know it and I, I got addicted to twitter over amber heard and johnny Depp. It's yeah. like I stopped watching everything all I was doing was reading twi- twitter feeds I like memes Get, yeah, there's a lot of good memes. You know, for, the, for the life of me, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, come up with a decent Johnny Depp Amber Heard joke. Um, yeah, I guess you really shit the bed on that one, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan I, I was, I was Team Amber Heard. Of course you were. You, you were, Noam. So you believed her. Well, I, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I really didn't follow it. Just, it's just, just my wife. You know, was you know, I didn't see her for two weeks, but. Um, <laughs> She was still taken with it, but he she he was suing her, correct? Yes. yes, he sued her. She countersued. Yes, so so he had to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that she was lying. Yes. And I don't I don't think he did that. There was testimony that you know that the therapist had acknowledged that they were both hitting each other, and I I reread the column, and you know it didn't seem like she told any direct lies and. You know, when, when when a relationship goes bad like that and people start abusing each other, neither party is lying when they start blaming each other. That's just, just the way it is. So I, I, didn't, I didn't think that it was the right decision. That's not to say that I thought she did the right thing by writing that column. I think that was a shitty thing to do, but it's a free country. I, I, don't, I don't think, uh, I, I didn't think he should have won that case, but I didn't follow it that closely. I was team Amber too. I th- I think just because of the fact I think Johnny had a lot going on for him. His lawyer was very 
uh, charismatism. You know, she was very popular. The people love looking at her. Amber's lawyer was a boring, like was so annoying. It's like, oh, shut up already. Can we get the other person? You know, Zana, go ahead. You want to say something? No, I think that that uh, op-ed that she wrote or quote unquote didn't really write, but her publicist and a the ACLU team of people, wrote it. That's like there has to be consequences of writing something like that. Uh, yes, we are in a free country, but when you're clearly making allegations and everybody knows what you're talking about. There have to be some consequences for putting something like that out on a platform that big. This wasn't a private letter sent between friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. What so exactly I, did she say in that initial? She did not article? mention his name, but you know. Well, but even assuming she, everybody knew that it was him, what did she say precisely? Domestic she violence. Based, domestic what? violence. She alleged all kinds of domestic violence. But there but probably there was apparently there was. Look. I think that he cleared his name, even if he had, even if the verdict had not gotten his way, yeah. gone his way, and it helped that the verdict went his way. It seemed to me that the public sentiment at the time was that whatever happened between them, Johnny Depp is not the villain that we thought he was. This was more on the order of one of these dysfunctional relationships that we've all known friends of ours have, where you know it's just it's just ridiculous, and they get drunk and they hit each other, whatever it is. He's not a wife beater in the sense that he was made out to be. So he cleared his name in that way. I think even, even if he had lost the, the verdict based on the standard of proof. So it was, you know, I thought in the end, people were saying, what is he suing for? What are you crazy? Like uh, every lawyer I knew was like, what, what's, what is he thinking? But he had, he was right to sue. I mean, he did himself a, a lot of good by suing. They, he saved his career by suing. They should have get, give, um, awards for that um for that trial like he's he was better actor for sure uh all right i know ian gotta go at 4 30 so before you go ian um the bill cosby uh announced plans to tour i know you're gonna tour with him so what's your thought on that <laughs> uh you know i just think i'm gonna be bringing my own drinks to the green room and <laughs> uh, you know i just know a guy like that He's he can help me with my career, so I should, you know, follow in the footsteps of others who tried the same thing. I think it's terrible. What the fuck are we doing? The guy, like, I will say though, I will say, I would love to see Cosby talk about prison. <laughs> so <laughs> I will go see him live, but I will oh. not tell anyone about it. <laughs> Ian, you know, you do a lot of hand movement like Trump. Did you know that? No, thank you. Yeah. Is he touring? I didn't hear the Cosby's touring. Yeah. 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 Would you, no, going back to comedy. Serious question. Would you uh, let him in the cellar? No. No. Perform? No. Not to perform. Just to just to chill. Well, I mean, if you're asking me, would I? Of course not, because it would be it would it would ruin my life. Do I think that a person who is, you know, been through a the criminal system and is free ought to be able that that as a society would be better off if we learned to respect these things and put up with it and say well you know that it's a he's he's an innocent free person he can he i don't like it but he can eat in a restaurant i think that would be a better way to look at these things i don't i don't think we do ourselves any favor by you know wanting to uh uh you know have, essentially bring back the scarlet what about letter. before forget eating at the restaurant what about performing on stage you I, I, you I actually i actually think cosby should be able to perform 
and people should be able to go see him if they want and nobody should be judged for that not because of cosby but because once you normalize this then you just you know you create this standard and then everybody starts getting judged maybe he should perform maybe he should maybe he shouldn't be allowed to and before you know it like we've seen people or you know that we you know republican is eating dinner at a restaurant and people just start attacking them and say good for you you know you you make these people stuff this is this is a crazy path to go on because democracy depends on respect for disagreement respect for the justice system respect for the presumption of innocence all this stuff we'd be much better off macro if we swallowed the the our feelings and 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 really married these ideals that we claim to believe in but ian and had said, a great point that you know yeah you would it would be great to listen to him talking about this shit well, i don't i don't imagine he'll be talking about he might be but that's really not his brand his brand is you know kind of clean family stuff let so. me let me just say something that's really been bothering me and it's, it, you know maybe this is not fair but i you know I, I didn't even watch the video but i hear that there's a, a lot of information coming out now about the cobalt mining in congo where these poor children slave laborers with their fucking fingers are mining the minerals that you guys uh, have on in in your in your cell phones you really oh, you believe you really believe in in uh you know this kind of stuff put down your cell phone like like don't worry about cosby so much worry about the fact that a little child was responsible for the labor that's in your that's powering your phone all of a sudden yeah yeah but i love my phone so it's all bullshit. it's all it's all virtue signaling when i see people serious people worrying about that then i'll really care about their their, their in hysterical tears about you know kavanaugh getting appointed on the supreme court people are all for it until it's this much inconvenience and then they'll find a way to rationalize it away cosby should be able to perform wherever he wants and people want to go see him they should be able to go see him and you don't need to go see him and your world will not come to an end if uh if if cosby performs and by the way well i don't think anybody system, here suggest yeah well go ahead no our whole system depends on we talked about this in the last hour like if if there's a illegal search and we find the dead body illegally we throw out the evidence and we let the murderer go free because these are our ideals right and we're all for that we're all for this but then we turn right around and say, but cosby shouldn't be able to perform well, yeah, i don't know perform. if anybody here said that cosby shouldn't be able to perform well, I, I don't know about i don't know Watch about what happened forming but I guess this is as good a time as ever to say that he and I do have a podcast coming out in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, just, I think you, I think you should perform as long as there's no two drink minimum. But yeah, I, Ian, I, I know you good, have to go. I, I gotta go. Thank good. you guys. Happy New Year to everyone. Bye. Bye. You. You guys know just, that, uh, I, I just feel bad. I think I just feel bad because oh, sorry. What's yeah, that? Dan? I think there's a very good chance that this tour will never happen. I mean, it's all fine and good to announce you're going to go on tour, but are the theaters going to really want to? I yeah, think they, they he won't. would. I think, in my opinion, like if I would promote it for him, I would do it internationally, you know, because that way he would, uh, you know, people internationally, he will make some money. He's a big name. People don't really, the news travel, especially to, uh, you know, the other side of the world, it take a couple of years. So they still don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I just really feel bad event. because I, I, uh, I have a team of Congolese children cleaning my apartment right now, and I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> Uh, and making me a cell phone as we speak. So, are you paying no, he, him? Yeah, he, can, are you paying Cosby him? Cosby can perform way? in the same in the same theaters that show Woody Allen movies in France. How's that? <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, there you go. Okay, 
Uh, you know that OJ Simpson is in TikTok now? It's so funny. And he's like, for years, people have been talking about me. And now I have a chance and a platform to talk and say what my side of the story. Right. Has he figured out who killed his wife yet? No. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. He hasn't gotten to the bottom of it? No, but well, he, he, he wrote a book. Didn't he write a book that never got sold, got published, but it was yeah. called If no, I no, Had it, Done It? It was published. If, if I've done, yeah, but it did, it did, but I didn't think it'd make... Um, I think he needs to write part two of it. If I really, really would have done it, you know. I I'll tell you something. I I want to address something that Noam just said, and because I'm I'm heavily involved in digital media, a lot of the outrage is just people trying to ride the digital wave. Like right now, if I post anything and hashtag Cosby tour, it's gonna get ten times the views that anything else I do will. Because everybody is talking about it like we are. Yeah. So I think people, a lot of like what creates digital outrage and starts the Twitter mob getting all rallied up is just another way to like get eyeballs to your work. Eventually, you don't actually care what you're talking about, and what the what the wave is. You just want to catch it. And I don't agree with it, but I, but I I see it and I've been guilty. Harry and Meghan, I'm totally guilty of it. Like I made so many mother-in-law jokes and hashtag Meghan Markle because why not? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my favorite stories, I always say that, you know, people, Tizana's and Noam's point is like people like in social media and in life and podcasts, they're one thing, but in real life, they're a totally different story. And but ticket lie. sales will tell, right? To that point, what Noam is saying and what you're saying, like if he's so hated and if people are so, you know, then no one will buy tickets, even if the theater gives him a spot. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, how long will that last? If that outrage is actually real, then no one's going to buy a ticket to go see him. But if the alternative proves to be true, like, let's say he sells out in a day, which could happen because no one knows where the world is right now. Yeah. And then oh. we know how real the outrage was. Well, one of my favorite stories I had this guy. Well, the outrage the whole... could be real, but but you only need a couple thousand people to sell out the theater. That doesn't mean that 90 percent of America is outraged. But if he's got 10 percent that aren't, he can sell out. Yeah. So I was saying uh, I had this guy when the whole Louis C.K. happened uh, and he was performing at Salah. Norm was, you know, um, a great friend. And so I had this guy who was supposed to be a guest on the podcast. He's like, no, 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 I can't come. Uh, I don't support Louis C.K. This is, you know, I can be part of this. Um, I was like, all right, sure. Whatever you feel, feel, no problem. Two days later, he called me. He's like, I'm outside the cellar. I can't get in. Can you? <laughs> so on the radio, he doesn't yeah. want it. But yeah. to go spend his time, no problem at all. You know, it's just like people have no principles and stuff. Um, now, yeah, I mean, look, he Cosby can still perform comedy and people can still see him if he wants to. But I'm not going to. As someone who yeah. is a victim of sexual assault, I'm going to stay the fuck away from him. And I'm not going to shake his hand. I'm not going to say hi to him. And I'm going to say, fuck him for the rest of his life. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think that that's the some fair crimes, outcome. Yeah. No, that's yeah, some the right. Crimes, I don't forgive. Like, right. Fine, no. He's, he's and I think the justice system, he's paid his crime to society, maybe. But fuck that. That doesn't mean I have to like the guy or give him any respect whatsoever, because it's not going to happen. And I think that that is the right outcome, that those who don't like him, including me, I would never buy a ticket to go see him. But I think a world where we're saying to each other, you can't do it because I wouldn't do it. I think we're in a weird place where there's so much disagreement now over whether something is right or wrong that you just kind of have to let it play itself out. I would never go see him, but whatever, somebody wants to, they can. Serious question. Who do you think will open for him, comedians? 
Uh, and by the way, did anybody say this? Um, nobody go see Cosby. Nobody go see Cosby. Didn't we kind of have Mike Tyson, who was uh, uh, found guilty of rape, and then was selling out on Broadway? So what yeah, are we talking I, about? I think here? a lot of people don't believe he committed rape. I think ah, they don't believe. Okay, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. Like people, people pick, they believe what they want to believe. But the fact is, like, they pick and choose. Tyson was convicted of rape. I wasn't in the courtroom. I don't, I don't know. He was convicted of rape. So, but he wasn't. Didn't he just, also bite somebody's ear off? Is that was that Tyson? Was that somebody? Yeah, else? That was, yeah. that yeah. was Mike yeah. Tyson. Yes, but yeah, it was yeah. in the ring, though. So it's understandable. Yeah, he was in the ring, but um, um no, nobody, people. He was the toast of the town. Tyson, uh, and then he was did the movies, the Bachelor, uh, um, Bachelor Party movies. Uh, what was what was the name of those movies? Jay McBride. Yes, yeah. the the Jay McBride Tyson. Yes, Jay McBride. You get a call from uh, the Ro- uh, Cosby's Rose manager. He wants you to open for him ten million dollars. Fuck that! No way! I'm not doing it. Who who would open for him? Who would who would be? Who would well, the, I mean, I, I'm not going to name names, but I know there are a couple of comics who would for sure. I mean, the, he, he no for like, fun. Let's name names. I would strongly advise you to open for him, Jay, for ten million dollars. <laughs> for ten million dollars, I don't know. Absolutely, don't know. and then you get and then you get off, and you can just say, "Listen, I did it for the money. I hate that motherfucker." Right. But, but listen, ten million dollars. That's asking. Yeah, too you much. could give two million dollars to the to, to LGBT or women's chat, whatever you want. Why do you assume I could make that $10 would be dollars another way? Would you would you what open did, for uh, him if you could say whatever you want? No. Cuz that would be cool. Then no, would I you? Do she can't oh, open well. for him because she would get attacked. Uh, what about I, you? Then? I would do it for 10 million, I'll tell you that. No, and the, there are comics, I mean, he he's been in this business a long time and he actually before he tur- before we, you know, realize some of the things he did he gave a lot of comics a shot and i think there are a lot of comics who'll be who give him that shot and i'm not going to begrudge any of them but i'm also not going to name by the way on the air who i think it might happen but i'm not gonna i'm like i would probably do it for less than 10 i'm not i'm not uh, i i i understand i agree with uh with jay i think there's a few comics that will i'm not gonna say who either but you can i give you a hint you can tell from their sweaters you know you go to the comedy cell you see that sweater you know who he is I would just say right. that I would. It would have to be in the millions for me to do it, but I would do it. Probably, probably would could do it for less. Than, I'd probably do it for less than ten, but it would what have to be. Bought, in the what if he bought a copy of your book? No, that wouldn't be sufficient. Okay. All right. Next Man, one. The, um, the Jewish people don't need another sellout. Okay, for money. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Let Jay do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> next one, Megan and Harry. Well, I honestly have no idea what this is about. Like, I haven't watched it. I, but I know you. You look like you know. Oh my god, I was following it crazy. Like I rode the whole Megan and Harry wave until I got twenty thousand new followers. That was a mission of mine, and I didn't even care. I mean, uh, honestly, I was team Megan when they left UK. Okay, hmm. he doesn't want to be the spare. They want to have a new life. Go live your new life. Do your thing. Go- totally on board. Modern, they modern people. They want to work, and then they came out, and this was their work trashing those guys now i'm like i don't know do you have anything else or you're just going to keep talking about the, the royal family you know what i mean and yeah. and clearly as a daughter-in-law who trashes her mother-in-law quite openly <laughs> yeah i i, I you know, my, my ethics are a little muddled on this topic but i do think that first of all netflix used them i mean listen they knew this was a ratings gold mine and 
I hope that they that Meghan and Harry have another plan besides just talking about the royal family. Because right now they're looking like the ultimate cloud chasers. I'm sorry, you know, cloud chasers, as the millennials like to call these people, like cloud, not cloud, cloud, cloud chasers, like. Like if you've moved on, just move on. Go. You have all the resources of the world. Do things. Make create things. I can't you know, believe you're siding with the colonizers. I I, I, <laughs> I can't believe it either. I was like well, so excited. You know, back, but back to the Congo thing. They the one that is responsible for all this shit. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You know, the Congo thing made me think that maybe maybe colonialism. Is not the worst of all options. I mean, what's going on there? What's going on there? Of needs course, to, it is. Not, well, this needs... is a result of it because these people are not educated. They put dictators when they left. There's a lot of things that they 100 responsible for this. But uh, let's stick with that. I, 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 I don't know that. I don't. I, I don't think that's true at all. But but even if it is true, the world has to stop this. This the yeah. world has to stop this because we're not giving up our iPhones. We cannot. We just cannot take allow slave children in slavery to mine. Our future, the, the world cannot allow this. Well, it's happening everywhere. Um, but so, so Megan, Marco, so my, you know, my wife, I, I watched a little bit of him, and I and I called her a narcissist, and my wife got furious with me, almost in tears. My wife, you know, who's person of color, somehow, I think, uh, identifies with Megan Markle. So, you know, I won't say that again. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I do, I do feel like when somebody turns publicly on their flesh and blood on a close relationship in order for attention and money, especially someone who's wealthy. Uh, I, I find it very disturbing. I don't like it. I remember uh, Ronald Reagan Jr. spoke at the Democratic Convention. This has nothing to do with politics. Just, and you know, the, the idea that he, they would, that he would, his, he would speak or humiliate his dead father in front of people for attention I remember calling him a narcissist too. I had bad periods of my father. I was estranged of my father at one time. In a million years, I would never, ever have uttered a word negative about my father to the world because I, I was bitter with him personally. I just would not do that. It's classless. I find it disgusting. And um, Harry should be ashamed of himself. No matter what, even if he's 100% right about everything that they complain about, I just find it disgusting to do a documentary of somebody as, as rich and privileged as him. Just shut up and live your life. That's That would and be that, the classic. That's, and, and to Zana's point, yes, exactly. If you want to move on and say, I don't want this life, I don't want the glamorous, I don't want all this, well, fucking move on then, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I think he he wants to uh, relive Princess Diana, like, whole thing. And he wants to be like, I, I don't know if it's affecting him mentally as well, but it's just like, um, I don't know, but I, I think and he looks just like Diana's trainer. The trainer claims Google it, everybody. The trainer claims that uh, he didn't meet trainer Diana or the bodyguard. I thought it was her trainer, a bodyguard, whatever, whatever it was. He, he looks like somebody, yeah. That, that, uh, I mean, spitting image, <laughs> spitting image. I, I can find it. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, who, who do you think is more likely to, uh, to be the father, the, the, that person or uh, or uh, Frank Sinatra of Ronan Farrow? I I don't know, but can can I share images here? Yeah, yeah. share an image. Um, I was just about to share. Uh, you you have uh, advanced is what I want. Portion of screen is what I want. Then I want to drag this. What happened to it? Oh, you stopped never it. Mind. Uh, never mind. I I shared it too, so I'll, I'll take it off. Hold on. Okay, good. And um, 
Can you see that? Can you put it side by side? Oh, oh wow. Uh-oh. Okay, okay. All right, all right. He's her riding, her horse riding instructor, not her bodyguard. Wait, but I mean, what, 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 is this the same age? How old is this guy now? The, no, the, this, the, this is when he was younger. But the yeah, okay. point is that, I mean, that is an uncanny resemblance, right? It's an uncanny resemblance. <laughs> then look at so. And know, let's they, at, although in D- Diana's defense, now look at Prince Charles and see what he looked like, and be like, all right, I can see why. I can. Uh, uh, so no, well she oh, no she was having an affair with him. This is known. But he claims the affair was after Harry was born. But he could just be being loyal to her. But but I mean, I I find that pretty powerful evidence. You don't know for sure, but I mean, my God, it looks just like him. So maybe that in so and and of course this is easily proven with DNA tests, which don't seem to have been taken. So maybe that's somewhere underneath this all. Who knows? And there's some jobs that you know the wife is cheating. Horseback riding instructor? Come on. Like, yeah, can you try harder? She was cheating. We know she was cheating. I know, I know. Tonight. But like like uh, Charles should have known. Like, horse hard. Come on, man. Like, well, he uh, was cheating too, so. Well, I mean, if, if you didn't intend to cheat after an hour on a horse, you might just be so hot and bothered you can't. You know, one the only conspiracy theory that I believe in. I need to go ride a horse. I'll be right back. <laughs> The only conspiracy theory that I believe in is that, that uh, Princess Diana uh, was killed because she was dating an Egyptian Muslim. Dodi, Dodi. Dodi yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I really believe that. I know Noam doesn't, but I do. You know. But but Meghan Markle is not Princess Diana. Not. I mean, the world was with Princess Diana. She was Racist. young when she got married. But you know what? Honestly, Jay, no, I'm no, yeah, no. You you reminded me that I'm with the colonizers now because they elected a brown prime minister. Hello. Oh, there we go. That's right. So it's not really so a race thing in 2020. Do, do you know how much hope like every Indian parent is out there saying to their kids, you can you don't have to be a surgeon. You can also be the prime minister of UK. Yeah, like they don't have enough pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> or pressure. I I don't doubt for a minute that the royal family had some misgivings. Yeah, visceral. Whether they knew they you know were not defensible in a way that that uh that uh um that Harry had a uh, black girlfriend. I don't doubt that. This is. Uh, if we're honest, this is yeah. not uncommon in the world. It's not yes. uncommon for Indian families to be upset to be upset with it. It's not un- uncommon for Jewish families to bring home a non-Jewish person. It's not, it's not uncommon for any people under the sun. And um, you know, the world tries to get away from it, and hopefully, will get away from it. But I, you know, if I were to marry the queen, the princess of England, and and I got a whiff that you know they kind of would prefer it if i if she hadn't married somebody jewish i don't know if i would be you know furious about that i'd be like yeah i get it you know they they, they weren't counting on that but you know but they're nice to me and they're, and they're trying to they're trying to deal with it and you know what are you going to do I, I i don't think i would i don't know maybe i'm not judgmental enough i i just i see these things as as kind of human i mean i i don't know all the stories maybe they did something outrageous i heard that they somebody wondered you know what color the baby was i've heard this a million times i've heard a million times when somebody was pregnant with a mixed colored child including my own child people on both sides speculating what well, well, wonder if it'll be dark what if it'll be light the parents none of these are a smoking we're still gun. speculating I would just ass- Norman- yeah i'm sorry Dave, but i, I would just <laughs> assume because Norman says his kids are white yeah 
I would just assume <laughs> that the, the uh, was- I would assume that the king and queen of England and all that thing with you know had a certain like you know a certain feeling about that. I, I'm I sure she's right about the royal that. family to kind of be a a living museum of England's past, and if so, you. You know, you 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 almost want them to be that way. Yes, it's a, well, a yes living representation no. of hemophilia. Um, <laughs> I, I, am I the only one who has no interest whatsoever in the royal family? Like, I really I, I have almost like, zero. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't. Like, I still remember people like like when when Diana died, they were like buying magazines so they'd have the cover and keep it forever. I'm like, who? What are you? Who yeah, are you? Like, that's why? Insane. What, what are you, I'm like, like Diana sort of was shit. a little like, bit different a though. Because Diana seriously was from the people and did not want to be a princess. You have like, a Princess Diana action figure. I think she did want to be a princess at it. first, and then she realized what she got. I mean, herself. all of us did. Who? Did, oh, did I say right. that? Loud? Well, yeah. <laughs> not Jay. At least some of us. Who didn't, who didn't want to be? A I wanted to be a queen. What? I do think it is Girl. interesting. I do think the royal family, as far as my interest in them goes, these are the descendants of Titanic historical figures. Uh, George the Third, for example, Queen Victoria. I don't know if they're direct descendants of are they direct descendants of Elizabeth the First and the Henrys. I'm not sure because they were different lines. But no, I think they're different. There's yeah. the Stuarts and the Tudors. I, I do I find that fascinating. Right. I was reading about the the grandson of President Tyler, who's still alive, by the way. He's not because Tyler had like a kid when he was like 60, and his kid had a kid at seven. Anyway, I was interested in this guy. He's just some living in a nursing home somewhere. And he was like a he, he was in waste management. But he's the grandson of our 10th president. I, I do find this stuff interesting. And so you know that Lincoln has zero uh, current heirs right now. Uh, he has zero. As far as we know, I think there might be somebody that they think maybe. Yeah, he the last one died in the 80s. No, so he actually like this, when he was assassinated, he had I think he had two children and uh, one of them had kids. They did not have kids, and his other one did not have kids at all. So the bloodline ended. It ended in the 1980s. There was a guy in the 1980s that was. Uh, I don't think so. Smart. All right. Well, we'll have to, to put some money on it. His, his name was like Lincoln Beckwith. The loser has to open for Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Todd Lincoln Beckwith uh, died 1985. Um, all right. He he became the last undisputed descendant of Lincoln. All right, I guess I'm wrong. He died in '85. Oh, look, I guess who's opening for Cosby? We haven't had a break it. Fine, <laughs> I'll do it. Breaking news. Um, Breaking news. All right, let's see. Next one. Uh, late night shows. Uh, Trevor Noah, James Gordon leaving. Seems like nobody cares really about James Gordon. Um, I don't know why, but you know, I I, I don't like him. That um, I mean, all these people that we're talking about, all these giant douchebags. I mean, like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, <laughs> like these two assholes who are just then then you hear Corden is like tearing it to wait waiters or something like that it's like ah yeah. oh, what's with what's i with believe he did apologize in fairness to him did he not yeah but, but it, he, it's not, he apologized because he got caught yeah maybe yeah. i maybe uh i mean i will say and you can ask the wait staff down at the cellar that uh, i happen to be uh delightful with wait staff uh, well, yes, i did ask yes. and i have some news for you then not so much yeah, they say you never remember their names, and that's why they're wearing name tags now. And uh, that the, that's the origin of the name tag of the seller. Yes, I asked Noam yes. about that why they wear name tags. He didn't have an answer for me. Yeah, so the customers can identify who their waiter was when they want to ask for them, or or um, complain about them, or compliment them. The, the funniest thing is a lot of people uh, from the staff would um, 
will be so tired at the end of the shift and they will forget to take the name tag and they're taking the subway home and then somebody will be like, hey, Samantha, how are you? How do you know my name? <laughs> We've all done that. Anyway, Anyone who's had a job like that has done that at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. But um, so uh, yeah, I saw somebody recognize. I thought somebody had recognized me on the street because I was carrying a bag, a present for my birthday with my name on it. And somebody said, Dan Natterman. And I thought that I had a fan. And no, he just read <laughs> the uh, card. Oh, <laughs> oh. So, um, you know, John Stewart left. Trevor Noah, I think he did an, a good job. Not John Stewart, obviously, but now he's leaving. I don't even know who's coming back, but. Um, the Daily Show seems like it's going down the hell. They can't, they can't top John Stewart. I mean, right? Yeah, but also, know what? People aren't watching television and cable TV the way they used to. Yeah, so. but I mean, if it goes to like Hulu or Netflix, you know, it would right. be good. And I'm not just saying that, even though I hate to say it. No, you'll be, good. you'll be good at at the Daily Show. Who's that? You. Who's that? The Daily Show. You. No, no. Me? Yeah. Zarda. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm hosting the Daily Show. I think I think I'll I'm not a comedian, but I appreciate your, the compliment. Yeah, I I, th- I think I mean you will have writers, you know. Too old anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, um, they probably. Hold on, I'm not it. offering the job. You stop giving excuses. I'm just saying. <laughs> be good. I, I would like I would like to to bring up to Jay because yes. I I I referred to her one time in in uh on a podcast. I don't know if it was ours or the other one. Um. And I've, I felt a little guilty since I did it that that um as that, that stupid sh- trans broad. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, that that I that I said it, but I but uh, I don't think you'd be bothered by what I, what, I, what I said. But I but since I said it and I referred to you, uh, and it's interesting, I'm gonna run it by you. Yes. There, there was a there was a question about um you know Twitter and what they should allow and what they shouldn't allow, and I analogized it to the comedian table, and I said the following. If we were at the comedian table and the comedians wanted to talk about any of the number of issues that you know have, have sprouted up about trans things like Leah Thomas or puberty blockers or you know all the various issues that we've dealt with, right? I would allow it as I as it were. I would I would say you know I, I, if Jay didn't like it, she could get up and leave. But I would say you know you you guys can talk about whatever topic you want. However. If somebody were to dare to misgender you, I would throw them right out on their ass. And I appreciate and, that. And if somebody did it behind your back, I wouldn't allow it at the table either. All of which is to say my standard for Twitter would be that any topic should be able to be discussed, even if that topic might be upsetting, as I imagine some of these topics might be upsetting for you to listen to if people were, had opinions that really disturbed you. I wouldn't say that's your right to be insulated from people arguing about things that they disagree with. Right. But I, that's I, I, would, I would feel uh, it's my responsibility as the owner to protect you from bullying. That, well, I appreciate that. And, and, and um, like, you I, I actually disa- I disabled with my Twitter account, quite honestly. It was, and it wasn't like, it, it's not just, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, you can talk about whatever topic you want. Uh, the problem is, like, part of what Musk did is, like, he had this rule, he basically, they used to have this rule. If you were to misgender someone and intentionally bully them, they would suspend you. And that was happening a lot. And he reversed that. So now you can misgender whoever you want, whenever you want. And it's just like, it's just very toxic and I don't need it. So, it's, but, but, so, I mean, I agree. I any topic, you should be able to, you should be able to talk about any topic. I, I, I mean, I think that's natural. And I think, yeah, I think there's almost like this, like, like everyone, you bring up a trans topic now and everyone's asshole just goes, 
you know, like tightens up, like, oh, here we go. What's going to happen? What I, I don't know what to say. I'm too. And, and it's like, all right, that it's lightened up a little bit for sure. Yeah, people uh, should be able to talk about whatever they want to talk about. As long as yeah, and I think long. most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and it's an opportunity to actually educate them. But I think That's on Twitter, right. you, I, I think on Twitter, you don't have that opportunity. On Twitter, it's more sniping back and forth uh, because it's it's impersonal, you know. But I don't think it's all that hard. I mean, of course, there'll be tough cases, but I don't think it's all that hard to distinguish between people discussing ideas and people, you know, bullying, as it were. And 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 of course. You know, you can ask somebody to rephrase something and they might really be, they really may want to put it the way they put it, but you know, it's not the end of the world to having to rephrase a point. Right. As long as you get, you no, can I still agree. make your point, but you know what? You're not going to be able to, you, you're not going to be able to call her he, you know, we're not going to allow that. So if you really, if you're really about making your point, just take that out. I'm sure you can still communicate the essence of your point without being, you know, and, and maybe right. you don't like it and, and maybe we overreacted, but it's not the end of the world. You just have to rephrase your point. But I think that's yeah. where Twitter should come down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting that like all of a sudden everyone wants to talk about trans people, you know, whereas tw- 10 years ago, not all, it was just like, don't talk about trans people. They don't exist. Just, just pretend they're just like, well, that's a good insulated. thing. I guess, but no, I it's a very good depends thing. what side I, you're standing. <laughs> no, no. I have seen a change in the way people, you know, discuss trans people, the way they respect trans people, the the whole thing, you know, in real time, people I knew, I think I told you this one time, who would, like, who were mean about it, and now are completely converted. This is a remarkable accomplishment of Western society, really. I I wouldn't say Western. This is not happening in the third world. This is New York. What? It's not no, happening, no, no. It's not, not only in the third world, it's not happening in a lot of places. It's in the happening United throughout States. the country and it's happening even in Asia. I was watching this Japanese show now that has this trans character as a sympathetic character. This is this is a sea change uh, that is remarkable in, in our lifetime. So, you know, I, it's no, it I is. Think, but but, but also, I mean, these trans and gay people are still being executed in, you know, parts of Russia and parts in Turkey, Saudi Arabia. Yes. So, I mean, but yeah, but I agree. I think you're right. I, th- I, I, guess, I think it is a good thing. And here in the United States, too. Yeah. yeah. It's not always, always played in the Middle East and Russia. United States, too. Right. Still, yeah. we have well, a long way to go. No, no, but this is not government policy in the United States. It, it, it is literally government policy in these places you described. You're always going to have individual bigots. You're never, there's never going to be a day where somebody might not shoot up a synagogue. That's not an indictment of the United States right, of America. Right. It's just not. Right. I'm not saying it, it is. I'm saying it's a fact that it's a lot of people doing that as well. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things like you have to realize, like, like the fact that anti-Semitism still exists means chances are uh, transphobia is not going to go away. <laughs> you know, like, like we have a couple thousand years at least to, uh, to make up and then maybe it'll start to taper off. But, you know. Yeah, it's not going to go away. Listen, I know when we explain trans to our children, uh, and and with you know, God forbid, not with any negative values attached to it, they you can see them trying to process it because it, it doesn't come naturally to them. Like, wait a second, you know, because to mm-hmm. them, the you know, having not been exposed to it, the obvious thing, oh, she's a boy, and all of it. So it's it's um, but they but you know, then they learn it, and they're and hopefully they're they they've learned it well. But yeah, there will always be a certain transphobia. It was certainly world. never explained to us in the 70s and 80s. I didn't, I right. probably no. never knew what it was until no. then. Um, all right. Well, um, guys, thank you so much. This is the end of part two. I knew it was on. I got to go. This I'm is going to be as well, an awesome uh, uh, 2023. Uh, Zana, congrats on your uh, special coming up. We're going to promote it more. Jay, I'm sure you have a lot of great work 
uh, Dan yeah. as well, and Norm. But guys, thank okay. you so much. Yeah, I'm